five mistakes made when socializing puppies to new people. We're just going to start over. Here we go. Um, there's a lot of misinformation or not enough information about this. We're, people are definitely told expose your puppy to as many people as possible, but that's the only information we're really given. And we do know and they do say to, to a variety of people, right? So as many different types of people. Puppies are situational, so let's just be honest. Uh, someone with dark hair is like a different species to them initially. With someone with blonde hair, different color skins. If, you, if you're wearing a hat, not wearing a hat, sunglasses, uniform, all these things that uh, you know can change our appearance. Initially, puppies have to learn like that's all still a human, it's still all okay. But until they've been exposed and they're shown and empowered that this new species won't hurt them, there's no harm involved, they um, could be fearful or under-socialized, under-exposed. The problem is there's been this big push to like meet as many people as possible, even for our breeders for puppies less than eight weeks old. I'm just gonna say as a side note um, to my breeders that watch, I'll do a show on this, specifically talking to my breeders. All I'm going to say at this point is it's absolutely unrealistic and I think harmful. We're being told um, to expose our puppies before they're eight weeks old to over 100 people. I'm here to tell you that is way too much. Your chance of bringing in parvo or some other infectious disease is way too high. Your chance of someone dropping, miss um, the exposure going improperly, your puppy getting hurt, like that. I to me that's insane to think a, a young puppy still developing should be pushed onto 100 people, first of all. Um, but that's not completely the topic today. I'm going to talk to my clients, my owners, anybody that's taking home a puppy at eight weeks old, how many people should they be exposed to a week, let's say? But most importantly is how it's being done. It's just like my program for raising puppies. So much of the foundation is how it's being done. We're doing it in a respectful way. We're doing it to honor our puppies, and it's not just so we can check off on a list, oh, I've exposed them to 100 people or whatever. So it's really, really important how you're doing it um, and making sure, keeping these things in mind. So hopefully now my little slides will work. Two notes I wanna make first is quality over quantity. This idea that they need to meet a certain amount of people I want to eliminate now. We know they have to meet new people, but I want to focus on quality over quantity. I want, I'm giving you permission to erase this idea that you have to, that you get hyper about it, you get stressed out about it, you get anxious about it. Like, I gotta, my puppy has to meet a bunch of new people. No more. I don't want us to feel that way for a couple different reasons. They don't need to meet a ton of new people. Two, when you're anxious about it or you're antsy about it or you're in a rush and you have other things to do and you're like, but I just need to get this checked off my list, so to speak, that puppy feels that angst, that anxiety, your unsuredness, and that translates to meeting new people, which now you're doing more harm 
than good, okay? So we wanna focus on quality of people they're meeting versus the quantity of people we're meeting. Super important. The next thing I wanna differentiate you've got to be able to do and we're not doing is active versus inactive. An active encounter meeting somebody is they actually will have physical contact and engagement with a human. It's just as important to have inactive encounters. That means they're sitting in your car as you drive through a drive-through. Nobody's going to touch them. They can't actively engage with your puppy. That means if you do take them out somewhere, you decide we're going to do some inactive puppy socialization today. Please make sure you're doing that as well. And I'm going to explain why that's so important when we get down to it. But you can also ruin your puppy by having this idea that everybody should be allowed to pet and touch your puppy. And for some puppies, and some we have to absolutely honor, they don't want to meet a bunch of different people. They leave at eight weeks old neutral. They're not fearful, but they're also asking for some respect that they don't want to meet a bunch of strange people. They don't want a bunch of people reaching to them, coming and touching them, trying to hug them, trying to put both their hands on their face and ruffle, ruffle, oh my gosh, this puppy's so cute, kind of intensity, that kind of meeting, okay? So we have to focus on, though, we want active and we want inactive encounters. So I want my puppy to have just as many inactive encounters as active. If they're all active and it's too much or it's not managed, your quality isn't as good, you'll get overexcited puppies because they look at everybody like, oh, they're gonna pet me, they're gonna pet me, they're gonna pet me, right? And they get overexcited and they're jumping and now they're barking and now they're lunging because they're like, oh my gosh, it's a person and every person pets me, okay, right? You have create, you've allowed that to continue and inadvertently train that dog to be overexcited because when they got excited to meet somebody, you rewarded that excitement by letting them go and meet the person. Then they got rewarded by getting love and affection. We don't want to give love and affection in an excited state of mind. So as soon as I start seeing a dog getting excited to meet new people, I'm like, I need to switch. We need to do more inactive encounters where we're neutral and we just walk by people, okay? But we want both for puppies, for both of our puppies, for puppies that are overexcited to meet people and love people a lot, and for our puppies who are like, I don't need to meet everybody, and actually I don't want everybody to touch me. I'm not fearful, but I prefer them not to be. It's about honoring our puppies, and if you take home one of those puppies, we evaluate them, you know upon placement, right? And even if you don't, you need to figure it out fairly quickly. Are they seeking attention from everybody or not? And if they're not seeking attention from everybody, have more inactive as well so that you can show them there is nothing to fear and you can trust me. I'm honoring, I'm respecting you, and I'm not going to let everybody pet you. And you know what? You're not going to have a fearful dog. And we don't also need to let everybody pet our dog, right? Like your dog is yours. It's working for you, I don't know why we have this, it's really just become like this socially acceptable thing that you think everybody should pet your dog. Or on the other hand, people think that you can just go pet everybody else's dog. And I, I, I wanna normalize it, it shouldn't be that way. We don't do it with people's children. We don't walk into stores like, oh, it's a, it's a toddler and go up and start touching them and talking to them. And if you do, you should. <laughs> so 
I want you to number one, make sure your dog is being honored and given a voice because we can eliminate a lot of this fear. We just have to do it correctly. Quality over quantity, active versus inactive. All puppies need to experience both. They need to have active encounters with people and they need to have a lot of inactive encounters with people. Problem is we're either doing one or the other or neither um, or way too much active and no inactive and we're creating then either fearful dogs because it's too much or overly excited dogs. And we don't want either because neither one now is a um, balanced, healthy dog. Okay, here's our five mistakes we're making when we do active encounters with people. When we do allow somebody to engage with our puppy is much of the time it's too intense. Think about when somebody sees a puppy <laughs> right away, right? They start baby talking, their energy changes, and it's it's not their fault. Like, it's so hard not to be like, oh my gosh, look at the puppy, right? And they come in and there's like, oh, all this energy. And again, for some puppies, they feel that pressure and it makes them uncomfortable. So if you continue doing intense, active encounters with the puppy that gets overwhelmed by that, they absolutely will have a negative experience with meeting new people, which will then equate to a dog that becomes fearful and doesn't want to go meet new people because it's been negative. And you know what? They don't trust you anymore because they told you over and over and over, I don't like this kind of engagement. I told you I was stressed out and you didn't listen. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what you don't want. You want your puppy to know no matter what, I've got your back. I'm paying attention. We're doing active. We're doing inactive. I'm making sure that not all of your active encounters are intense. Okay. Or they get the intense where someone comes up and they start getting teary. They just lost their dog or they just lost somebody they love. And seeing a dog brings out that emotion, especially seeing a puppy. So now your puppy now, it's just the reality. It's still a baby is going to deal with those intense human emotions of then wanting to hug the way they pet is differently. Their energy is different and your puppy's trying to process that because regardless that pressure is being put, that human emotion is being placed on that puppy. So you have to gauge that, you have to moderate that, you have to manage that as their reliable, trustful leader. We don't want all of their active engagement to be intense. We want some neutral. So sometimes if you have that random stranger come up to you, say, you know, we're in training and actually today what I need you to do is be super calm. Like just people are really willing to help. And especially if they can touch your puppy, they're like, yeah, I'll do whatever. I'm when they're bigger. I'm like, yes, you can pet my puppy, but I have a few things I need you to help me with first. I need to make sure she's sitting and she's calm. And as soon as she is, then you can pet her. I don't, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to allow a stranger approach my dog. My dog get excited. My dog jump and let them pet them. But we do that and it just creates a bigger and bigger problem. And so help just to ask them. Actually, in fact, I'm so glad you asked. Can you help me with some training? This is what I need you to do. And most of the time people are like, they're so excited. They're like, yeah, we'll do it. Like, whatever. Okay, now can I pet? 
now has that been long enough? Like sometimes I'll delay, I'll make sure they're sitting, they're calm. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell you when you can pet them. And, and they're really willing to help um, make your dog better. And I love that. So don't be afraid to ask. The second mistake we're making is missing stress signals. So even if it is intense, even if it's not intense, puppies still have their threshold, just like we do. Think about how long can you actually be held or touched or someone poking and prodding and rubbing on you, right? Like how long, what, what is your threshold? And again, every puppy's different. Some are like the longer the better, that's great. Um, they're little attention whores. And others are Please, nobody that I don't know, please, you know, please actually don't touch me. Thank you very much. And so you have to watch for stress signals. And as soon as your dog gives you a stress signal, it is your responsibility to then stop the active engagement. Be like, okay, well, actually, I got to get going. Thank you. Stress signals, yawning. If someone's holding my puppy or even petting my puppy and they yawn, I'm going to end the active engagement. If they try to avoid being pet, they just slightly turn their head, they turn into me, um, they're looking like they're avoiding that interaction, that's a stress signal. If they start panting, that's a stress signal. If their ears are pinned, that's a stress signal. If they're being held, sometimes that's a lot harder to gauge. If they're not being held and they leave, don't let people chase them down and pick them back up. They were very clear in saying, I'm done with this engagement right now. <laughs> like, let them have some say. That one's coming up. But don't miss their stress signals. That is your job. If you're socializing them to new people, you have to be paying attention to intensity, number one. Number two, watching for stress signals. You want that puppy to know without a doubt, when I feel overwhelmed and when I feel like I'm done with this active engagement, I know my human that I can trust will end the engagement. And you know what you start to build? Trust. And you start to build um, respect. And that is the most beautiful thing you can do. And you'll end up with the dog that's not going to have fear issues because there's nothing to fear because you have shown them over and over again, you have their back, literally. You're not going to put them in a situation where they feel uncomfortable. The third mistake we make when exposing our puppy to new people is it's just too long or too many people. Like it's just too much. Um, puppies don't want to be held all the time. Puppies' temperatures, fun fact, run warmer than humans. Ours is 98. An average dog temperature is 100 degrees. So they get too warm, which then makes them more stressed out, and they try to give you stress signals. And if you miss it, nobody wants to be uncomfortable, either too cold or too hot. And so they can start to associate as well people with discomfort. They're too warm. Um, I just want to stretch. I'm not comfortable anymore. And we're missing the stress signals again. And um, then we're going to have negative association with meeting new people. And at the end of the day, it never really was about humans. It's about these circumstances that happen during the socializing, but then it presents itself as fear to new people. So Number one, again, we, ha we have to when socializing our puppies. Watch for intensity. Number two, not miss stress signals. Number three, not too long or too many people in a short period of time. 
Number four, not enough of a variety. You do as now a responsible puppy owner to make your dog as neutral and balanced as possible. They do have to be exposed to different types of people. We talked about puppies being very situational. So if they're raised by a breeder like myself with dark hair um, or all light skinned uh, family, then they, when they see blonde hair or darker skin to them initially it's an actual different type of species is the best way to explain it so it's like are they safe like is am i going to have a good interaction so you just have to keep exposing them the same thing if you put sunglasses on it's like whoop now it's a different species put a hat on put a scarf on put a coat on put a face like there was a big issue when covid hit because of all the face masks because dogs weren't used to seeing people with the face mask and they're like now wait what just happened? You know, like what, who, what is this? What am I supposed to do with this? So as many things you can do, first of all, just in your home with your own, with you, with your kids, with your family, hats, scarves, uniforms, umbrellas, walking, carry around, walking an umbrella, be like, okay, yay, like fun training and make it fun. But then when you're going out meeting new people, also think about um, am I hitting a variety of type of people? And, and that includes age as well. Are you having a safe, fun, short and fun encounter, active uh, uh, engagement with young children, with teenagers, with the elderly? Are you then also having inactive engagement, inactive yeah, engagement with a variety of people? So sometimes I meet people. Sometimes they don't. We want a very neutral feeling around people. We don't want overexcitement and we don't want fear. We want neutral, right? Can you imagine just walking your dog anywhere and they're just neutral about everything around them, including people. So exposing them, but again, doing it correctly, not, too, not pushing too much um, is so important. So think about as now like their owner, as their trainer, we do need a variety of things people wear, plus um, skin color, hair color, height, um, and age. Okay, so those are the important things to think about. Number five, always being held. So puppies tend to, the only kind of active engagement they have with new people is what? Yep, being held. <laughs> puppies don't want to be held all the time. They do want to stretch their legs and play and sniff. Um, that's a great de-stressor and we're not allowing it. So they're like, every time I meet a new person, I'm being held and I'm being held too long and it's in too, too intense and I'm too warm and I'm giving these stress signals and nobody's paying attention. So you know what? I actually don't like meeting new people because of all these negative things. So um, pay attention to making sure they're able to meet new people, but they actually have the say in how much they engage. So this is really fun when new people come over that haven't met your puppy. We play a game called, I'm gonna sit you in the middle of the floor <laughs> and here's some toys. You can't, this is great with kids too, even if you bought the puppy and this is the puppy's kids, practice this. You can't move your butt. You have to stay in the same spot on the floor and the puppy gets to decide when they come and engage with you and what toys they want to play with. Um, and then you can play off of that. So you kind of let the puppy decide what the active engagement will look like. And the puppy gets to decide if it's going to be active or inactive and they can switch back and forth 
on the kind of uh, engagement that they want to have. Do you see how powerful this is? Do you see how like we've gotten it so wrong of like we're just like shoving our puppy at people to be like, okay, um, our hands are clean now. We've done what we're supposed to do. We've exposed our puppy to 100 people when we're forgetting that it's really quantity over quality and we're forgetting to honor our dogs in the process. And the most important thing you can do is build trust and respect with your dog. And then at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they met five people or 50, if all of these, none of these mistakes were made and you were on point and that puppy felt safe, then they will continue to do so when they do come across something they haven't encountered yet. And that is what is so empowering and that is what is so powerful for our dogs. So we play that fun game of the human sits and the puppy gets to decide active, inactive engagement. What toy are we gonna play with? Are we gonna play fetch? Are we gonna play tug? How much do I want to play with this human today? They get to decide with new people. Dogs become fearful of people for three reasons. One, overexposure that can be deemed inappropriate. We just talked about why. Like, we think this is great. We've had people holding our puppy. They've met 100 people or whatever. Um, so you've, you know, done what I was supposed to do. You've got to check off your box. Like, yay, I did it. Yay. But you we missed all these really important things along the way. So we've actually made it a negative thing to meet new people. Lack of exposure is equally as devastating. If they don't have short positive experiences with new people, that can be um, damaging. But again, I will say if you have that trust and respect with your dog, it gets to the point too where you can take them and do things with them and they trust you. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. And then, of course, there are some dogs that have been abused at the hands of a human and they're fearful of, of humans. So those are the typically the three reasons why um, dogs can be fearful. I will say overall, based on my experience, though, like I have great clients. They want to do what's best for their puppy. Everybody knows that they need to meet new people but I have seen far more damage done by breeders as well, overexposing, thinking we need to we need to check off this number. The more, the better. The more, the better. Get people in here. Get people in here. Hold my puppies. Um, and we're not paying attention to those five biggest mistakes being made when exposing our puppy to new people. We're going to go through them again. We're missing the intensity of the person and the amount of pressure we're putting on the puppy. Two, we're missing their stress signals when they are telling us, please mom, please dad, I'm done. I'm done with this active um, engagement. Three, it's too long or too many people too close together. Four, there's not enough of a variety. They do need to meet people of different ages, different skin colors, different hair colors, and wearing different types of things like hats, scarves, sunglasses, face masks, think of as an umbrella over their head, um, that sort of thing. Different voices, those are all really important. So they just become very neutral about everything. And uh, the fifth mistake we make is that they're always being held initially when meeting somebody new. Um, and it needs to be, they have to have more free will. Help train people too. People should not come in and put their hand over a puppy's head. That That is just dog 
meeting 101. You come in over their head, they're going to potentially naturally duck, wouldn't you? We don't go around patting each other on the head to meet each other. We go in and shake hands, right? It's even. We go in, we shake hands, we're on even level playing field. Dogs meet each other by sniffing each other's face or rear, but that's even. Do you see how that's even playing field the same? So when we come in as a human to greet a dog and we reach over their head, it's no longer an even playing field. We're naturally putting them in a submissive position that's just inappropriate. So make sure if you don't know this or your kids don't know this or anybody greeting your puppy, that is always the number one rule too before I do allow them to touch my puppy. I say, yes, I would love for you to meet my puppy. I need you to do this first. If you could just offer them your hand to smell under their face so they can smell your hand and then you can kind of rub their chin if they continue to engage. But if they sniff your hand and turn away, then they're saying they actually don't want to visit right now. So initially for our, for our younger puppies so that they have that number five, that free will to say, mm, I'd rather this be an inactive engagement. Thank you very much. But if they're curious and they smell and they engage back, then they can pet them over their head and whatnot. But that initial meeting should absolutely be appropriate. And over the head is not. And so um, initially I ask for everybody under the chin. And then as they get older, and I build more respect and trust with my puppy and they have met more people and it's been so positive and it's been so appropriate and I've made sure I'm not making these five mistakes, then I absolutely let people come in and pet over the head because at the end of the day, most people just do. But why I'm building trust and respect, I don't. And then of course, don't forget quality over quantity. If they meet three new people a week after eight weeks old, fine. They meet three people a week, two people a week, one person a week as, as puppies, as long as you've made sure you're not making these five mistakes and everything is positive, then there wouldn't be any reason for them to ever be fearful or think that humans are negative. They just need to keep having positive experiences, quality over quantity, make sure these five mistakes aren't being made. And don't forget, there's a very Diff, there's a big difference between active engagement where there's physical contact versus inactive where puppies can just watch people. And that's really important too. And a part of still socializing with people is inactive, um, you know, like observation. So I love one of the things we do here when we're training puppies is they go in the car, roll down the window drive really slow through the parking lot of Walmart. They get to hear and see and smell a lot of different things, but everything's very safe. Everything's very inactive, right? I would never take a puppy from my house into Walmart. Like that, that's way too big of a step. So we would go from in the house to inactive engagement and move toward active engagement. So it's very natural, very safe, very respectful in a very trusting manner. So that is my take on exposing our puppies to new people, ensuring that it's done with nothing but respect and trust at the forefront. I'm here to give you permission and tell you they don't have to meet tons of people. They do need to absolutely meet new people. There does have to be the variety 
but keep in mind not to make these five mistakes. Sabrina added, licking the lips is, is a stress signal as well. Absolutely. If they start smacking or licking, you know, their mouth, that's a stress signal. Yawning, lip smacking, ears pinned, even whining, avoidance, um, panting, all are stress signals. So learn your puppy's stress signal as soon as possible and honor them accordingly. At the end of the day, if your dog only prefers inactive engagement, who cares? If you can take them anywhere and they're neutral, they don't growl, they don't bark because they trust you. Hey, mom's not gonna let anybody touch me. So why would they fear people, right? But what we do is we see a dog fearful and we do the exact opposite. Okay, everybody needs to come pet my dog to show them that you're doing the exact opposite of what should be done. No, you know what, look, I'm gonna show you, you can trust me. You've told me you don't wanna meet new people. I hear you, I honor you, I respect you. But the rules are gonna be in my pack then though. There will be no growling. There will be no fear of people. So we're gonna go out in public over and over and over again and nobody's going to have an active engagement with you. Try that. Things will change. Why does your dog have to meet everybody? What's wrong with the dog that just walks beautifully at the left on a heel and is completely neutral to everybody? There's nothing wrong with that. So there you have it. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Jeanette with 4A Kennels, Healing Hearts, Badass Breeder. We're not only healing hearts and changing lives to the power of a dog, but we are changing breeding from bad to badass. We are teaching and empowering our breeders, our um, puppies, and our owners because our dogs deserve more. Our dogs deserve to feel safe, respected, and honored for who they are. They deserve to know the world is safe, people and kind, and dogs are friendly, and they deserve to know that they can, without a doubt, trust you. And this is one way you can continue to show them that they can trust you and the world is safe, they are honored, their voice is heard, and there's no reason to fear people. So just don't make those five mistakes when socializing puppies to new people. Have a great weekend.